Hey guys, welcome to the Makeup Mentor Podcast. My name is Anita. I am your money mindset coach and makeup mentor. This is a podcast where we talk little about makeup and we actually talk all about the business side about being a freelance makeup artist. The beauty industry is a $500 billion industry and we're tapping into it simply just by believing that we can. So if you have the limiting belief that we can't make money in this industry, mm, this podcast is for you. I'm not only going to tell you all the things that I've learned the hard way, but I'm also going to be bringing on the experts in the beauty industry to go over their tips, tricks, strategies, and stories so that you can take your business to the next level. Now, without further ado, let's get right to it. Welcome back to the Makeup Mentor Podcast. <laughs> I am super happy and giddy today. Like I'm always giddy and excited to have this podcast, but I'm just super grateful right now because I have a team. This is the best investment that I've ever made in my whole entire life. I'm telling you guys, like this has saved me so much time, energy. Um, I'm being able to create more content and get the best freaking interviewees for you. Oh my gosh, I'm super excited for you guys to hear who I have on my podcast today and what we're going to be talking about. But before we get into today's episode, I just want to give you guys a life update. So I'm in this huge shift right now. I'm moving to a new space, so which means new energy, new opportunities. It's not that my place right now is bad. It's just not serving me. And the reason why I point that out is because this is for same things that, you, or that are going on in your life as well. Figure out those things that are not serving you and let them go. And we actually talk about moving in this episode too. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear what happens on an energetic level when you make that shift. So um, I also finally figured out how to put my manifesting money <laughs> workshop on my, on my website there. So you guys can get this course where I'm teaching you how to manifest money. The secret weapon that I teach in all of my courses, I teach all of my programs for 11.11. So make sure you guys get your hands on that. I'm only going to have this discount for this month for the month of December. So super, super happy, excited to hear you guys' results from that. But let's get into today's episode about who my guest is today because we're talking about something that I'm super excited to be talking about, which is sponsorships. I wanted to pick Tiffany's brain. So Tiffany is an amazing makeup artist who is also an influencer. And I love hearing her story about how she actually came from being an influencer first and then getting into makeup. Like this is funny because I feel like there's just two different worlds, right? People who do makeup are not the same as their influencers. And she's the best of both worlds. She's not only that, but she's just an amazing influence. Like the actual definition of an influencer. Sweetest person ever. I got in a video call to do this um, podcast with her and she's just so beautiful. Oh my gosh. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode. Make sure you do screenshot, tag her and tell her thank you so much for being on this episode and giving us all this free information guys like this is money I just love hearing all of these answers and getting all of your questions answered as well so super excited to get in today's episode and let's get right to it hi friends welcome back to the makeup mentor podcast <laughs> I am super happy and grateful today for you guys to meet my guest this is somebody again I've met on TikTok I am like so obsessed with meeting everybody on TikTok it's like a manifestation of mine so I'm super excited because we're finally going to be talking about promoting products and all of these things when it comes to being an influencer on social media so I'm super super excited to introduce you to my guest today 
How are you, love? Good. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm high vibes. We were just talking right before we got on here, guys. We're like, we attract the people that that what we put out. So I'm like excited to be connecting with you today. I'm so excited. Yay. So I just gave you an intro, but tell us what you do. Tell us what you're all about. Yeah. So I actually, I'm a makeup artist. I've been doing makeup for like 12 years. Um, I worked in like the department stores and all that good stuff. But then I started freelancing about three years ago. But I actually started getting the freelancing thanks to Instagram. Oh, yay. Yeah. So I moved to a whole new state and I was like, I don't know anybody here. So let me try like making looks on myself on Instagram. And then it ended up turning into like an influencer thing instead of getting work <laughs> at first. So then that started being like a thing. And then, yeah, then I started getting clientele, like word of mouth started spreading and I've been doing makeup ever since here in Arizona. Oh my gosh. This is so <laughs> exciting. I just get so giddy about this. Okay. I, I want to get so much into your story, but before we do, I just do a quick rapid fire. So okay. these questions are super fast. It's just so I can get to know you a little bit more and the audience can get warm up to you a little bit. So my first question for you is how old were you when you first started doing makeup? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Professionally, I was 18. Wow. Um, But when I really started doing makeup, I was like five or six. My mom bought me that little like plastic makeup kit that had like all the like play makeup in it. I used to take it to school and do all my girlfriends in the bathroom at recess. Oh my gosh. I would like call my mom like your daughter is in the bathroom again. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. Makeup, you need to come get her. See, I hear this all the time, and you know, it's funny when you see five-year-olds and six-year-olds now. Now you can actually like see it when they're interested in makeup. So when people tell yeah. me that like now, I'm like, oh my gosh, look how far <laughs> you've gone with it. It's just so fun. Right? It's so weird too because when I was younger, I never knew makeup was a job. Mm. Like I just thought it was like fun. Like I loved it. And that was it. I didn't know I could do it for a living. I had no idea. I know, right? Like if nobody as a kid was like uh says, I wouldn't be a makeup artist when I grow up. <laughs> like we no. didn't know. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe now because it's so True. big like on social mm-hmm. media. But back then for us, we didn't really have those examples. Mm-hmm. So that's like so key now. Like that's awesome that like we're actually like showing little girls that mm-hmm. can do this. Oh, I love it. That's what I talk about all the time because we set the example. Ah, okay. Let me get through these rapid fire because I just want to like chat with you so much. Okay. So my second rapid fire question is how did you learn how to do makeup? Oh my gosh. Do you know that makeup artist on TLC, What Not to Wear? Oh my gosh. I love that. With the stripe. She has like the stripe uh, gray, I think. (laughs) I used to watch her every day when I got home from school and then I'd go back to my bedroom and go and practice what she taught. Oh my gosh. I love that show. YouTube. (laughs) Wow. I know. This is so funny. (laughs) Okay. My next closing my My next question for you is, who is a makeup artist that you look up to? Oh my God. I would say someone that's like really, really big within the industry. I really love Jordan Liberty. And I love Nikki as well. That works with like Laura Mercier and Dior. Mm -hmm. Like if I can work with one of them too, like shadow one of them, for me, that's like a dream. dream. Well, you're (laughs) saying it on a larger scale. And when more ears hear it, it's likely to manifest. 
so yeah put it out there in the world <laughs> oh my gosh I love that all right so my next our last question for you rapid fire is kind of a hard one <laughs> what is your favorite foundation oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Right now, my favorite foundation is that new NARS, like that oh. matte one. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Like it is, but you have to like full coverage. Mm. So if you like full coverage and you don't want to like set with powder mm-hmm. at all. Wow. It is like, it's bomb. It dries dry super matte. Yeah, it dries super matte. But obviously, like, if you have a lot of texture in a client or something, it's a huge, like, no-no. But if somebody has, like, good skin, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really good for that. But I think it's beautiful. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. That's actually, like, NARS is always, like, the top answer. Like, everybody really? loves NARS. So, NARS, if you're listening to this, go ahead, sponsor us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For real. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I'm super excited. I love hearing like because I know you're like a beauty guru, so I just love hearing like your answers when it comes to makeup. I think this is the episode where we're actually gonna talk like a lot more about makeup. I love hearing the story, but like I have so many questions. <laughs> okay, so but before we get into how everything uh started you having your business and everything, I'm yeah. super curious. Where were you before you started doing makeup? Like, was it always a plan? Like, did you? (laughs) (laughs) No. In high school, I actually planned on being a wedding. Wow. I know. (laughs) So, like, complete, like, 180, completely different. I really liked, like, decorating. Like, I like, or even, like, interior design. I was like, one or the other. I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to go to college there. I'm going to really get into design. But, like, I always loved, like, painting and beauty things so it's the weird thing that like I just never knew that this could come like I never knew this could be a career so once I turned 18 and like I graduated and I finally started doing makeup I was like okay never mind <laughs> I'm not doing that stuff no more <laughs> yeah that, that's so interesting to me of like how early you started actually if you listen back to like all the interviews and stuff like a lot of us started like way later and I think starting so early that's so just eye-opening to me because like I feel like you found your passion like very fast like I just want to know a little bit more about that yeah so I was actually at a Mac counter okay okay shopping and I didn't actually work for Mac oh my gosh working for Too Faced Cosmetics instead but they're the ones that initially like the manager was at the front desk and she's like hey do you do makeup I was like "Uh, myself (laughs) (laughs) that's always the answer (laughs) and she was like well I would really love to like maybe like interview you and I was like sure okay so she interviewed me and I remember like her saying this to me when we were doing the interview she was like you're so young she was like if I could go back in time when I was 18 to start doing makeup instead of the age that I actually started because she started like in her later 20s Mm-hmm. So she's like, if I could have went back and started when I was 18, imagine where I could. She's like, so if you start now, imagine where you'll be. Oh, my gosh. I always think about that comment she said to me. I'm like, yeah, she's right. Like, I started so young. Like, I need to go, like, full force at this. Like, if this is what I really want. Like, I had an opportunity at, like, a younger age for most people to do that. And I didn't, unfortunately. I had, like, a lot of, like, on and off moments. So I still kind of put myself in that same both unfortunately but then eventually I was like what am I doing why why am I doing this to myself like this is what I love doing 
stop it. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, there's somebody else who I interviewed. I don't think it's aired yet, but it was kind of the same story. Like she actually sold all of her stuff and she was like, nah, I'm not going to do makeup anymore. And then she said, what mm-hmm. am I doing? And I, I find it so interesting. Like that's like, I don't know why that story. I, I love talking about it because the subconscious mind, if something is part of your story, mm-hmm. even when you give it up, it always comes back to the surface. And so yeah. like going as far as like completely, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then coming back to it, that's like such a, a huge universal sign that this is part of yeah. your story. I do have a question about like you working at a counter, working for Too Faced and Mac. So I know there's a lot of people on here who are kind of just now starting out in the industry. And yeah. I know when I graduated school, you know, there was so many different options doing makeup, but also mm-hmm. working at a counter. What, what would you say to someone who wants to work at a counter first? Like they want to get into that kind of industry. Like, was it hard? Was it like, what were the benefits? So it was good and bad. So it was good to learn like the customer service end of things, like how to communicate with people. For me, they used to make me actually go grab people from different things over. So I was literally like recruiting random people throughout the store. Like, hey, let me do your makeup real quick. Come follow me. So like, (laughs) I had to learn how to put myself out there. And I was very shy, like very, very shy. So it broke me out of my shell. I had to learn how to communicate with people, how to have conversations with people. And while you're like now looking back at it, like doing makeup full time, like on clientele and stuff, you need that because you need to be able to communicate with people. They want you to be able to talk to them and where they can feel comfortable the entire process, you know? So that was huge. I didn't really feel like I learned makeup at all, Mm -hmm. like technique wise, unfortunately. It was sales. Mm -hmm. It was more so like, this is what this product does, what this product does. You have to sell this quota. And that was pretty much it. So unfortunately, because I didn't work for MAC, I worked for Too Faced and I worked for Dior. And then to both just, it was pretty much sales for the most part. But I was like in love with their products. So I was like, maybe I'll learn how to like, you know, do on people. But also I did practice on people. So I kind of like, instead of doing on myself, you know, mm-hmm. at least I got like that part of it a little bit, but I didn't learn like the technique part of it unfortunately but if you want to learn how to do communication with people better and like how to maybe even recruit your own clientele like that would be huge because you can step out and walk up to anybody in the store Mm. if you can do that (laughs) yeah oh my gosh I love that so are you an extrovert or are you an introvert oh my gosh I'm such an introvert (laughs) (laughs) I always find that with social media too it was so funny this girl came up to me the other day and she was like I love your tiktoks and your reels and I'm like my face got so red I was like oh, I don't want to talk about this you know so awkward but I find that a lot a lot of like people who are on social media they don't like they're more introvert I just like pointing that out because I know the listeners right now I love relating people and their stories like if you are an introvert like working at a, a counter helped her get out of her comfort zone so that was a really good tip I really like talking about that did you get free product when you worked there Oh, girl, yeah. Oh, see, that was the only reason why I wanted to work on a counter. I was like, give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> Yay. But there's a plus two. Wow. Okay, noted. So I guess note that. <laughs> okay. So after you started working at Mac, 
what was the story when you transitioned to actually starting doing makeup, like getting your first clientele? And did you, um, like when you went full force and saying like, I'm going to be a makeup artist, like what shifted for you and how did you build that? Yeah. So actually it mainly shifted when I was here in Arizona, when I moved here, I was doing clients since I'm Michigan, but not like enough where I could pay my bills. So then once I moved to Arizona, my husband and I actually, we were really, really broke. So I went off and got an office job. I was like, I got to do what I got to do to pay the bills. It is what it is. Like when I first got here too, initially, I was shadowing a makeup artist actually when I first got here. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I was like gung-ho, like I'm coming to Arizona, I'm starting fresh, like I'm going to definitely like make sure I'm doing makeup full-time first thing I get here. And obviously it didn't happen that way because it wasn't paying my bills, I was shadowing, and most of the time when you're shadowing, you know. So I was shadowing this artist, and then I went off and got an office job. What ended up happening is I ended up staying at that job for three years. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. And I really enjoyed it because I was working with like elderly and disabled and like I read people. So I think that kind of like did like helped me with like that part of my life that I felt like I needed to fulfill. And I think it helped me a lot. But yeah, I did that for three years. And then all of a sudden my sister-in-law was talking to me at my bachelorette party actually. And she was like, hey, I don't know why like you're doing that job. You're so miserable. She's Mm. like, you don't enjoy it. And she's like, makeup is your calling. Why aren't you doing it? Oh my gosh. I know. And I like looked at her and I was like, I don't know. And I thought to myself like, well, why am I not? Like Mm. that's initially like what I came to Arizona for. What am I doing? And then I got home. I started taking pictures of makeup looks that I did. And then I went to a show in LA for Ipsy. Oh, yay, Ipsy. Yeah, I started meeting all these creators. And then I finally got found by a brand called Girlastic. And then ever since then, I've been doing social media stuff and clients. It's the weirdest thing though, because like you can have somebody so small that you don't even know that like you meet through social media that can completely change like your entire life. Mm. Like, and it it seems so silly. Some people don't want to put themselves out there, but I literally just put out those pictures. I was doing it for maybe not even three months. Relaxic found me, called me, and then called a studio here in Arizona. She sold her products at and got me, and then I quit my office job. Oh my gosh! I got (laughs) I got so much chills right now. I always get chills, but it just it makes me so excited. Okay, the things I want to point out. There's one, the move, the move, the move, the move, the moving is such a big part of so many people's story. And obviously I'm really big on energy and like trying to figure out why is this such a huge like shift, you know? So one, it's on a practical level. It's like you're, you know, you set that intention out there. You are, you know, I'm going to go pursue my dreams. But what happens on an energetic level, especially when you're moving to a different place, like where everything is new, obviously it's a new beginning. I always see angel numbers when I move like from state to state. And I think a lot of people are scared to make that move. And I wanted to point that out because like your story is just an example of what happened in general. Like, obviously you did what you had to do. You got the job at first, but you were so aware that it wasn't serving you. And at the end of the day, like it still happened. Like it may not have happened when you wanted it to, but it still (laughs) happened. And that, that move is so important. It'll, it's a block if you're somewhere that if you are in a place where you feel physically stuck, Mm -hmm. that will 
energetically block you. And then the job that you hate is an energetic block. One of the biggest blocks of why you can't make money doing what you love. And so it just makes me so excited. How much out? Moving is huge though. I think people don't really realize that. Like it really, it changes your life. It really does. Like dramatic. Like it changes who you are, but in a good way. Because you Mm. have to learn yourself alone. Mm. Like away from anybody, everybody. And then you get to find out like what you love and what is like right for you, you know? In life in general. Like even if it's not makeup. Like just having something where you're starting fresh with just like your own thoughts without anybody else influencing you, you know? So big. Oh, I love that. What would you say to someone who is scared to move? Oh my gosh. So many people are. So many people get comfortable. That's the thing. They get comfortable with like where they're at. And uh, I hear a lot from people like, oh, I have all of my family. All of my family's here. I don't want to leave my family. You'll realize once you move away from your family, like they're going to be okay. Like it's going to take time for family to adjust. It's going to take time for you to adjust from family, but they're still there. Like we have FaceTime now. We have Zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you'll be fine. I promise you. Like, you'll be fine. You'll learn how to cope on your own. Like, make a life for yourself. Like, don't ever think that you can't, like, move out of your comfort zone in your hometown or, like, where your family is at because they're, mm. like, no matter what. You're just doing something for yourself. And, like, that's so huge, you know? Like, doing things for you instead of other people. Like, stop thinking about everybody else behind you and think about yourself and your angle like even if like you're in your 30s or 40s or something like that and you want to do something Mm -hmm. I would still I'd still do it like thinking about it like I don't care Mm -hmm. how old or whatever like just do it like don't think about anybody else it sounds selfish but sometimes you have to be selfish yeah and on an energetic level it's the same like the people closest to us Mm -hmm. they are the ones to get us back in our uh, comfort zone because that's what we've yeah. been surrounded with in our whole entire lives. And I love how you said that we find ourselves. That's so true. Like there's so many things that I play tennis now. I don't even, I didn't even know I liked it, you know, but I like how you pointed that out. And thank you for touching on that. Cause I know somebody's just been like listening to this right now. Like, fuck it. I'm going to move. <laughs> well, actually get a bunch of messages. Like, I just moved. <laughs> Yeah. Like tonight. That makes me so excited. All right. So we talked about the move. We talked about the manifestation of you getting this job. So freaking cool. I want to talk a little bit more about more of the influencer world. Like I I guess like, I think a lot of people get caught up on the likes and, you know, the videos, I guess like, what would you be your advice? Like, or what was more of your story when it came to like posting consistently and getting likes and views and all that? that kind of stuff like what was that like honestly it was a battle I would say it's not it's not an easy thing to do because obviously like we all sometimes compare to other people or other platforms or other influencers especially when you're new and you're trying to start to gain a world I feel like it's so hard to not look away from other or like what their likes their views and everything is but like people eventually will find you which is what I've come to like realize like they'll find you like little by little and like you'll grow like your little family like that's mm. kind of what it is to me it's like like you build these relationships with people like behind the scenes like in messages and stuff that people have like no idea about wow. and like that converts onto like your you know so that's like my biggest thing of like 
how I've gotten like likes and all that stuff. Like I've genuinely built like relationships with people. And I think a lot of people don't think to do that. They just think that like the likes are going to come in and people are going to love me for like da 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 whatever. Like just because I can do like this wing. Like mm. no, people want like, if you want to be an influencer, like genuinely be one. Like mm. be somebody that somebody can talk to when they're having like a hard day. And I mean, maybe that's just me and that's just how like, I like to be with people, but, and it's, it's time. So, I mean, you need to understand of like taking the time throughout your day, even if you're working an office job, like I was working an office job when I first started and I still did the messages, like just making sure you're building relationships. And then you start building with those people throughout the time. I did use like engagement groups and stuff like that when I first started, because I really did think like, oh, if I use these engagement groups to get like likes and like we trade likes and like mm-hmm. comments and stuff like that like that's gonna help me grow absolutely not yeah <laughs> it really doesn't it was you were having the same people consistently in your comments and like and your likes and everything and then you were never spreading on the social media because you weren't expanding to other people and all of that I feel like you just need to kind of like set it be like be consistent with posting have quality images, like make sure you invest in like how you edit your pictures or your videos. If you genuinely want it, like really, really invest in like your time and like, and it'll just, it'll go from there. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this makes me want to cry. I'm so happy because there are so many underlying subconscious beliefs about influences. Mm -hmm. So like what you just said about really being an influence on people and taking that time and energy to message people back and be there for them oh gosh that makes me so happy I have people that are like I've known since like I started and like I know their entire life story Mm -hmm. like everything Mm -hmm. so like if you have those people like you've built those relationships and you have like your little family and like your little like group of like people it's kind of what it is you know at least that's how I've experienced it I don't know (laughs) I know I feel like I have like three or four supporters that just comment on every one of my TikTok they're like go girl and I'm like yes and then you know I get one bad one and I'm like okay well I got three good ones I'm excited (laughs) and I literally ignore them I'm like okay you're mean bye I know, right? Like I used to be in a place where I would get triggered, but that's more of the stuff. Like everything that you get triggered by is actually a reflection of yourself. So Mm -hmm. it's easier to look at those things and say like, oh, I remember when I was insecure or I was, you know, lashing out on stuff for no reason, you know? I mean, I like how you talked about the engagement groups, like how they don't usually work. Like, I think that's a lot of like clarification for people because people you know obviously everybody wants to grow their Instagram and their social media and all this Mm -hmm. stuff but I think there's a lot of beliefs behind it like I have to do this and I have to do that if you have that kind of energy behind stuff it doesn't flow like on a practical level you can tell on social media it looks like they're just posting to post and then two like this is what we do in the makeup mentor mastermind I just tell people like okay there's all these different ways that you can promote and what feels easiest for you because if it feels easy you're gonna get the most like attraction that way because it flows so I love how you touched on that that just makes me so excited (laughs) I just I'm so giddy about this episode yay okay so I guess 
Let's see. Do you remember the first time that you went viral? I guess that's another question I had. Oh my gosh. So now you're just talking about like getting laughed out and everything, uh, like on, on like social media, my first viral video, that's pretty much what happened like the whole time. And it was my first time experiencing that. And it was on a brand's page. It was a tutorial I made for them. I had so many mean comments from people like talking about my voice. Oh my gosh. They hated my voice. They hated like my laugh in the video. And like, they just went ham on me. And I remember I just like cried. And I was like so upset. And I'm like, what's wrong with it? Like, I don't understand. And like you said, it is inner or whatever. But that was my first one. And I was so excited about it. Because obviously it was my first one going viral. Yeah. (laughs) Also, on the other hand, I had to experience getting like laughed out on too. So I was like taking two and one. And then I remember thinking like, so this is what it is. Mm. Like, this is what, like people were messaging me like crazy. And they're like, like, it's okay, it's fine, like, don't listen to them, like, basically, like, this is, like, what comes with it, like, you need to have thicker skin, mm. pretty much, and I remember just being, like, yes, I gotta thicken up my skin a little bit <laughs> before mm. this really happens, because this is intense, like, people aren't nice, but then the nice, like, outweighed mm. the bad, you know, so it was okay, like, at the end of it, but that was my first one, it was exciting, <sighs> But at the same time, I have like a trauma time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do like, I, you know, it's it's kind of like one of those things where like somebody says to something to you and you're like, you don't say anything. And then you like, they go, you're driving and you're like, I should have said this. <laughs> like, I feel like those things like stick with me forever. People have no idea. So it's, it really is a muscle though. Like, I like how you pointed that out of like, it was the first time and all that stuff. And honestly, that is actually actually a subconscious belief that people have is that they are so scared. Like they want to grow their social media, but they actually have this belief that if they do, they'll get hate comments or this will happen. And so when you get to a place where you're okay with it happening, or like you've seen that it happened, you're like, okay, it happened, whatever. That is actually a place where you start to grow because you're okay with it happening. And then the social media just like takes off for like no reason on an energetic level because you're at peace with it. Yeah. Yeah, so now when I see them, I just am like, okay. <laughs> For me, I still get a little bit hurt, but I don't dwell on it. I don't dwell on it. Yeah, I'm a jokester though. I will me and my sister, we will joke about it forever. Okay. <laughs> I love that you clarified this because I know a lot of people are resonating with hate comments and stuff like that, or that fear of it too. I guess my next question for you is somebody who is wanting to get sponsorships and like like collaborations with products and stuff like that. Like some, I guess there's just so many different ways and I don't really exactly know how it works. So I love like asking people, like, how would you say that specifically works? So there's two different ways. So when I first started, I was getting contacted from brands. um, But then I started going to these makeup events and I started meeting like other girls through that. And they started teaching me like when I went to these events, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I just started going up to their booths with these girls and basically like pitching myself. Mm. And I was like, hey, I'm such and such. Like on Instagram, this is what I do. I would love to like sponsor with your brand or work with you and do X, Y, and Z with you. And then I would give them my card 
And then either they would talk back to me and tell me like, oh yeah, we would love to do this and this and this with you. And then they'd give me some products to go home with, or they would just say, okay, sounds great. We'll maybe be in contact. So I did that a lot for like a good, like two, two and a half years. I would basically just go to LA and pitch myself to like, even like the big influencers and stuff. I would like meet them like, hey, nice to meet you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> who I am which is where Dior came in play <laughs> like working for the counter I learned how to pitch myself oh my gosh so I go to these events and like pitch myself pretty much because these girls like told me like that's what they do so I was like okay so like you guys are really big on social that's what you're doing to like work with brands so I started pitching myself and then when I get home sometimes they would like exchange their cards with me I would just reach out to them and be like hey it was so nice meeting you over the weekend I just want to check in with you and like see if we could still work together so that was like one thing that I used to do or sometimes I would just go onto like the website like this is when like I first started like at the beginning to like really get out there I would like go on their website and I would find the email and I would just like hey such and such I love da -da 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 of your product I just want to reach out to you and see if there's somebody I can get in contact with for your PR and then usually they would email me back with the PR manager's like information and then I would shoot them an email and then we start having like a conversation of like what we could do to work together and then that's how that would happen. Like when I first started, I don't do that anymore. Wow. <laughs> now brands just reach out to me and then they'll just give me that. But I think maybe that kind of helped me get like my foot in the door for them to see like, oh, she's worked with brands and she's done this stuff for them, created like content for them and videos or whatever the case is. So she must be okay. <laughs> wow. So that's how I originally started. Like I would just basically pitch myself through emails a lot of people say I've had a lot of people even like email me about this like having a media kit yeah so it's basketball yeah. I had one it doesn't really wow okay I don't really see the point of it you can have one absolutely like it'll show them everything from my personal experience when I sent out media kits I've never gotten a response wow. I don't really know why maybe it feels like overwhelming to them I think they want it more short and simple like just a short and simple email they get so many emails throughout the day I think they just want it like short simple like hey this is my name I love your brand this is the product I love this is what I want to do like with you for your brand hope to hear from you and that's it like and then you'll always get a response back to them wow. I would say like 90% of the time if you just do that keep it short and simple let them know who you are and obviously make sure like attach your Instagram to it but just let them know like hey I love you guys I would love to work with you this is the reason I want to work with you this is what I want to do for you and that's it wow okay I'm so excited I'm like feeling like I want to start emailing right now <laughs> I'm like Dior hello we're talking about you my podcast Wow, this is so exciting and so fun. Like I, I like how you mentioned the short and sweet emails. Like my mentor, Chris Harder, he's like super huge in like the entrepreneurial world, but he actually yeah. sat down next to me and he was showing me all of his emails. Like, and he was like, I'm just scrolling past this. He's like this one. And he shows me exactly how he looks at it. He's like, it's too long. It's not to the point, you know. They're not really like pitching like exactly like I think she had a media kit too. It was something about pitching to be on a podcast. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such an insight. Like, whoa. Like, I don't want to read all of that. Bye, done next. Yeah. So, I yeah, love I stopped. Are you familiar with affiliate marketing at all? No. Oh, kinda. Kinda sorta. Like basically where like you kind of do like 
um, selling for like their brands and the code. Yep. So it's just like a, a small a commission for every single thing that you refer. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've done that like twice. I wasn't really. A- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, you see it all on Instagram all the time, or not Instagram, TikTok, where they say things you need from Amazon. Matt is an affiliate yeah. program. I do Actually, it too. That one's good because they really do give me. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Everything from Amazon. Hello. It's it's so cute. So much craziness on Amazon. Thanks to TikTok. <laughs> Maybe we need to get on that. <laughs> I know. We should make one together. Oh my gosh. I'll go to Amazon. Okay. Sorry guys. We're manifesting this. I'm just so excited about this. This is so giddy. Okay. Let's, I just have one more question about the sponsorships. Like you said, it's usually product mm-hmm. like is there any situation where they've like paid you like certain amounts or stuff like that or is that just huge 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 cool stuff <laughs> no actually when I only had like 5k on Instagram mm-hmm. very small that's small to me at least that's mm-hmm. that I met a brand in LA where I went and pitched myself actually gave them my business card and then immediately when I got home they contacted me and had me do lip swatches for all their box so and they wow. paid dollars per swap wow um, actually really good for somebody that's like really small like that so $50 a swatch adds up to do all their lipstick wow yeah that's like stuff like that is really like I started like honing in for like the longest time after that happened I was contacting everybody I was like I do lip swatches (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh like I've known for it was just lip stuff for the longest time because you got great lips your lips look amazing today look at mine I have no lips dude (laughs) (laughs) noted noted (laughs) wow um but yeah no so I did that when I was small so even when you're small you can still do stuff you can still get paid for stuff um you just have to like pitch yourself that you do it I think and then um yeah I've done videos like little tutorials for brands and stuff like that um they'll send me like their newest launch or something like that for me like where I'm at for my following it ranges between like 150 to like 300 dollars um for a video which is decent I mean it's not bad if you continuously do them I don't I don't think that's bad for like doing a video just doing your makeup and going to edit (laughs) yeah oh my gosh it's like my favorite thing to do yeah so like those things like they're not bad like I haven't really done the affiliate stuff but like I've done like the brand stuff wow oh my gosh (laughs) I just get so giddy this is so fun oh okay I know you gotta get going soon so I just wanted to touch on when you started doing makeup like did you said that when you started on social media, then you started doing makeup, which is mm-hmm. so interesting to me. I feel like it's always like in a lot of other stories I've heard it, it was the other way around. Started doing makeup and then they started doing Instagram. So how did you build up that way? So Girl Actic found me and referred me to that studio. Actually, well, they shut down because of COVID actually, but it was called OG Beauty. And there was three of us artists there. There was this guy by the name of Oscar. I don't know if you know him, like Buscar. <laughs> I'm going to look him up now. <laughs> well, anyways, I shadowed him for like basically almost the entire timing that I was there. And I learned so much off of him. And then eventually like people would see that like I was like working with him or that I was working at OG. And that was how people started booking me. They're like, oh, 
the girl from like OG. And then like word started like spreading and then people started like referring me. Like they're like, oh, she actually does makeup on people. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. People were booking me for the longest time. They thought that like I only could do makeup on myself. I heard it so much. I'm like, oh, you only can do white girls with blonde hair. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like you're wrong. Um, but thank you so much for making the assumption. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, all my social media was was just like my face. So they were like, oh, you can't do on me because I have brown hair. You don't. Yeah. Like, not the case. And then people started seeing like, oh, she really can do on other people. And yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so interesting to me. Actually, like your clients always look for, this is all the listeners, your clients are always looking for like, like they want to see who, what you look like because they, they just want to build that trust. That's like the automatic way they build that trust. So like, if she can do her makeup, then she can do mine. And mm-hmm. so I like how you pointed out people didn't know that they could book you because I feel like for so long, it's just like everybody thinks they're two different worlds, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's my mission. I'm trying to bring them together. I'm like, okay, how do we make makeup artists? Me too. Help this- me. Help <laughs> you. Help me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we need to like make this together like we're too you know and I don't know so it's like a fun fun mission so I guess my last question is like what are you doing now like I know that you're obviously on social media still COVID is still a thing I don't know if you guys are getting mm-hmm. shut down but I think we're getting shut back down not yet not at the moment I feel like we're still very like popping wow so I well, don't know why let me come on over to Scottsdale. We close down then. <laughs> no, we're still like, everything's still open. Obviously, it's still like the mask requirement and everything. Just making sure that you're safe and everything out here. But every, nothing's shutting down yet. Maybe it will. I'm kind of scared if it does, especially around like the holiday season. That's scary. Yeah, right now I'm just doing makeup full time, done clientele. I'm still trying to like keep up with my social media, like the influencer end of things. So I'm like trying to like juggle like both. And yeah, that's pretty much it. But hopefully it doesn't shut I know. I mean, they've only stuck with uh, family for more than just Christmas. <laughs> Not that I don't want to be with my family, but the holidays is already like that kind of like crazy energy. And I'm like, yeah. If my dad decides to stay here for 10 days or two weeks, I'll go crazy. <laughs> no, I love it. That's so Come fun. Come on, frog. Come on. <laughs> so let's see. I wanted to, oh, the, the lessons. I know that you said that you do lessons virtually. Like what's, mm-hmm. what's that look like? Who do you usually attract with that? Like who is that for? Yeah. So it's for basically just normal people. It's not, I'm not really doing it for makeup artists. I'm doing it just for your everyday person that doesn't mm. know how to do their makeup at all. But uh, yeah, I know. So many people. Just normal people. Like somebody that just wants to learn how to put on their foundation or contour, or how to do their brows and stuff like that. It started during quarantine because out of work, obviously all the artists were. Didn't know what else to do with myself. So I was going stir crazy, like not doing makeup. Yeah. So I advertised on TikTok. 
class I was doing Zoom lessons, and then people started booking Zoom lessons. So I know. This makes me so excited. <laughs> so excited. I have people from, I had some from the UK, people from like New York, New Jersey, like everywhere. Wow. So, it's nice, like, I do like, their makeup kit with them, like, whatever. They have a home, teach them how to use it. If they need to, like, add anything to it, I send them a face chart with, like, a breakdown of everything. Cool. Yeah, and then they get a little questionnaire beforehand, so I'll know, like, in advance what to, like, go over and what to learn and all that. So it's been fun because I feel like it's been, like, a good, like, bonding thing, too. Because so many people are, like, at home right now. Mm. They don't have a lot to do other than, like, from home so it's a good way to like connect make you feel beautiful and connect at the same time oh my gosh I love that that's actually something that we're doing Uh, well if we get shut down at the salon all this stuff that we're going to be doing some more lessons and people don't realize how much the everyday woman does not know how to put their makeup on exactly the (laughs) simplest things like or just teaching them their skin tone their skin type and all that kind of stuff like guys we're the professionals and we need to take Mm -hmm. advantage of that like can I just uh, how much do you charge for doing like a virtual lesson yeah so for one hour I charge 75 and then for an hour and a half I charge one I love that. Okay. I love, I love talking money. We always talk about money on this podcast because mm-hmm. if you don't like talking about money, we got to figure out why. I feel like this is like, if things do get shut down, uh, if you guys are listening to this right now, hello, these are all the answers. These are all the things that everybody's doing right now to make mm-hmm. ends meet. So I want to thank you so much for being on this podcast. I know you have so much going on and uh, there was a little diversity before, which just means that this episode is going to be (laughs) viral. Who knows? But my last question for you is something that I ask all of the, all of my clients when I do my money mindset coaching. And it's just to help to think of what your intuition is actually telling you to do and thinking from that abundant mindset. But my question is, if you had $1 million in your bank account right now, it we're still doing this interview, it's still Wednesday, you know, it's still whatever time of day, you still have your appointment, there's no tax on it, <laughs> what would you do right now? Like right now? Right now. I would never stop working. That's Gosh. one thing for sure. I would never, ever, ever stop. The only thing I think I would do is I would help other artists. Like, that's, like, my biggest goal. Like, I want a team of girls. Like, I just want to help, like, other girls. Because I know how hard it is, like, Mm -hmm. in our world. Like, I know the struggle of getting work and how it feels. And I don't want any other artists to feel that way. Like, I want them to always continuously feel like they have work. And, Mm -hmm. like, they have somebody that can help them have that if they don't know how to do like go out there and get up you know so that's like my biggest thing like I just I really want to help like spread dialed up luck yeah <laughs> like everywhere like everybody and like have like amazing girls and like spread that positivity and like the love and everything onto like everybody I just want them to know like we got like bomb girls the girls feel good clients oh. feel good yeah yay oh my gosh (laughs) this makes me so happy thank you again so much for being a guest on the podcast um if you guys are listening to this right now make sure you reach out to her on social media 
One, uh, we're going to leave all of her information down in the show notes so that way you guys can follow her. She's obviously the best person in the whole entire world. So make sure you thank her for being on this podcast and giving you all this information and tell her what you appreciated it. We, we really appreciated this. If you screenshot this episode, um, tag us on Instagram and tell us one thing that you really, really got out of this. Um, whatever it, that gave you chills, we want to know. So yeah. <laughs> and Dior, go ahead and sponsor us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Not for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Just kidding. That's so funny. Yay. All right, girl. I will talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Makeup Mentor Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, if it helped educate you, or it just changed your perspective in any way, shape, or form, please stop what you're doing right now. Take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at the Makeup Mentor Podcast, and you will be rewarded with a free journal prompt just for sharing. Or you can head over to my website and learn about working with me one-on-one, breaking down those money blocks, taking your business to the next level, and possibly even being a guest on the show. Thank you guys again so much for listening to this episode and we will see you next week.